Hello, welcome to the No Opinion Podcast, Season 2, No Space for Design. I'm Lyle Bruce. And I'm Ryan McLeod. And we run Agency of None, we're a design studio in Dundee. This season of the No Opinion Podcast is supported by the National Lottery through Creative Scotland. So yeah, this is the uh, the final episode of the, the season. And we're going to look back a little bit first and just remind ourselves kind of where we've been on this journey through uh, No Space for Design. And I think originally, you know, we, we got into this because we wrote a blog. Um, we wrote a blog because we felt there was a problem and the problem that we kind of, you know, looked at is the fact that there is very little real space to have uh, in, in our city, in Dundee, for design. And we think that's probably a problem that people find in other places too. And we thought this was a really interesting topic to kind of discuss. And we've 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 chatted over the last five episodes with different people looking at different experiences and different uh, uh, different models and things that have failed and things that have worked. And and we've looked at different models of of, of shared space through to to collective spaces and co working etc. You know, we started off looking at, at failure pretty much. We looked at the, the, the history of space in, in our city in Dundee. We looked at uh, places that we used to have, Vision Building, Tin Roof Collective, Fleet Collective, and they've all gone for different reasons, and we, we explored that. And, we, you know, we, we kind of, I think the learning from that was that, you know, nobody had the model quite right in those spaces um, for one way or another. And it may be that we we didn't first of all value the the the, the creative and design uh, aspirations for for creating these spaces uh, to help fund them and support them. Um, I think there's also the fact that when we did try to do it ourselves, the the market kind of changed and the landlord relationships and the need for increased revenue through the spaces ultimately created a a, a, a space where that didn't really work anymore. Um, and I think as well there was a, especially with uh, Fleet Collective as Donna talked about this um, level of, of management or responsibility for the space wasn't necessarily there because she had bigger commitments to Neon Festival um, and she had the vision space at the same time um, therefore there wasn't that sort of community manager role or aspect to it which was bringing in new tenants um, or bringing in projects for the existing tenants to work on and that sort of agency model that was explored with it. Um, and I think that's, yeah, that was one of the, the key takeaways for me is to have that, that personnel, that, that management level, um, that, that point of contact for the community so that it can thrive and grow, but also so that it can adapt over time so that, I mean, things will change, markets will change, um, but a space needs to be able to adapt to that in order to survive. Uh, yeah, and beyond that, it's the thing looking into episode two, we were looking at um, empty space and the spaces that are available. You know, one of the things we often get is like, the high street's dying. Um, you know, why can't we just move into the high street? Let's have lots of creative spaces in there. And again, it's really not that straightforward. You know, it's it's like there's a lot of complexity when it comes around high street spaces and there's a lot of issues with not least rates, which is essentially a tax uh, on uh, high-profiting businesses within a you know within a with large square footage. 
Um, you have uh, landlords, again, looking for increased amount of rent because you're in a city centre. You've also got the need to not drive down property prices um, because the properties might be linked into into bigger funds and things like that. Yeah, and I think um, there are projects out there um, making use, like short-term use of spaces. Um, but for us and for this exploration of space, um, we're looking at the long term and sustainable and I don't think that, that those sorts of approaches necessarily help the cause because they perpetuate this sort of transient nature of creatives where what we're looking at and what we're trying to establish is a visible presence at street level that is there long term sustainable that engages the public in in some sort of way um, whether that be passively on the street or whether more directly in activities and things like that around the space but to give it that that visible presence and I think that's really really important yeah and I think we're talking a lot about taking creativity and design seriously and these spaces like say don't really maybe do that they're, they're kind of there the relationship that you might have is like you know we have a shopping center it has empty space okay well, let's give it to some creative people uh, to come into and put in an exhibition or a gallery or use it as a workshop for a bit but they will be ultimately moved along when somebody comes in as a tenant for that space and i think that kind of reflects itself into the use of of retail space as a whole you know we are we're often seen as sort of temporary stop gaps to kind of come in and and use you know a space and and move along again from it and it's only there to sort of serve the sort of need to create a, a more desirable area for bringing in businesses and it's this reluctance to kind of let go maybe of the fact that that retail has died you know we have gone through the sort of industrial revolution model which was the department stores and the building up of the high street into multiple chains and then we've kind of ride, ridden into the technology uh, area where internet has come along and changed how a lot of those stores work and now we're into the sort of post-pandemic sort of area where people have become you know much more happy with things being delivered to their house or not needing to go out to places as much um so a lot of these places are changing and again you know we we, we see that the kind of places that might exist um beyond shops is like is the takeaway fast food you know restaurants that kind of thing that might might move in because the the rents are lowered um enough for them to to make that a valid option for them where it might have been still a bit pricey for a lot of fast food places uh, if it was at the peak of the market so it's how we you know i guess uh, you know we're looking at how we can change some of that as a model as well and how we make it you know think we maybe step backwards to think a bit more about the future again yeah and i think there there are big aspects to it that aren't going to change overnight um issues around market rents and, and rates in particular are large complex issues that are controlled by scottish government um therefore they are going to take a long time to see any sort of reform um but there are things that we we can look at um as alternatives i think um we don't want to be as as creatives and as a community we don't want to be at the behest of the of landlords of commercial landlords and in more in a more traditional way we need to negotiate better relationships there or look at alternatives and one of them we, we've sort of 
gave an example of was Mid Steeple Quarter, who have the Community Benefit Society set up and then they are taking on ownership of buildings and they have this this organization who essentially acts like a property company um but then can facilitate lots of of creative activities and create space directly within the high street in Dumfries to enable lots of those things to happen and i think that's particularly interesting we'll probably come back to talk about this later on but that ability to to take control of the the property side of it um really interested me in that that episode in particular and and that kind of leads us nicely into episode three which was much more about community and you know if you're going to create a space let's say you've got your space and you're going to make something with it it's how who are you doing that for and how how are you developing it you know what what do you what does the space stand for and what kind of work are you looking to to achieve from it and that all comes into the kind of community and how you're going to build that uh, around the space and we and we talked very much about that with claire carpenter from the melting pot and you know she made some really interesting points about you know the difference between essentially co-working space and flexi workspace and you know there's there's a massive difference you know you need to if you're going to create a space uh, inside one building then you need to kind of think about who that community is and what you're going to do for them what you're going to add to that and why do they why why should they come and rent a space for from you uh, and pay for what they might essentially just see as a desk you know but what is the what is all the other stuff that comes with that otherwise they might as well just be in a cafe somewhere and you know i think also this extends beyond the the spaces into the community uh, around where spaces are as well and and who who are the people around there and um, and, and and how do they interact with the space that you've created you know is this a is this just a space for people to come in and shut the door on or is it a space to let the public into and i think there's a lot of different angles that you could kind of look at when you're looking at the community yeah and i, I think um in episode three a lot of it is about the balance between the the needs of the community but then also when i talk about community sorry i mean creative community um but also balancing that against the business model and what is sustainable and what is profitable at that point and i think yeah as as claire carpenter said like people will want everything they want a home away from home essentially and not to pay very much for it um but i think it it makes you think about well what are those core elements that you need um in order to create that that culture within the space um that is something that is really valuable to the residents and actually that's what they're getting for their membership fee for their desk rent it's not just a flat surface and four legs it's much more about being part of a bigger broader community and that is something that that has to be curated and that is again there's lots of complexities in in that aspect of it and where you sort of draw the edges over who this space is suitable for um while still maintaining a real good mixture of people that can work with each other, collaborate, learn new skills, develop new projects and new ideas from. In episode four, you know, we looked back at, we looked into placemaking and, and again, that, that, that wider impact of um, the create, you know, cre- creating space for a creative community, you know, how, how do you have a sort of, uh, how do you maybe create an identity out of, out of an area? How do you create an identity to, 
or that the the community sits in and means something not just to the people who need to work there but also means something to visitors or or uh, people who live in the city generally that want to maybe come and experience something within that that area and we also explore you know explored that through uh, with with Mark Lawler from the Baltic Triangle Baltic Creative um explaining how they did that and we also spoke with um uh, Gary Kennedy at Kennedy Twaddle who is trying to do something in similar in Blackness and Dundee at a slightly smaller scale. Yeah, and I think it's it's definitely exciting to see a development like that. Um, but yeah, I think as as well, it makes me think about well, how how do we join that up with everything else? Um, and yes, it is close to the city centre. Um, but what is the the, the the sort of longer term? strategy about joining all the dots in the in the city and the the plans for space if you like and i think from that episode particularly there was a lot of chat from mark about you know bringing along local authority on this journey how important that is to kind of do that and i think we'll talk a bit more about that as we kind of go through this episode um but i thought that was kind of quite a, a key thing as well that he made a point of um and how they went about doing that and also about how they created um a different property model you know how how that had to be um, thought of, and 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 the community interest company aspect of that uh, that was created to help that happen. I think that was also quite quite a fascinating insight. So I think coming into this this process, we were very much looking at how we kind of aim towards having a bit of a plan or create a bit of a plan for how we would go about creating or or. Uh, developing a strategy for space within Dundee Um, and you know Dundee obviously is its own city it's got very different challenges and very different landscape to a lot of other cities like Edinburgh or or Belfast or or Liverpool the other cities that we've spoken to people in during this uh, season Um, but you know it's probably also challenges that are relevant to a lot of other places as well there's probably similar things happening and if we can kind of work out what what things stood out to us within this that we think would be relevant to the kind of situation we find ourselves in i think that'd be really interesting um now i've kind of been very i've I've been very keen to not speak too much to you about this as we've been doing it i think it's quite interesting that we kind of both come at it from our own different perspectives on this and maybe see how that develops in a conversation around that so you know i guess for me I, i'm kind of really keen to find out from you what you think that are the the, the big takeaway points that you've learned when we've been while we've been recording this season um that you think we should should build upon going forward okay um i mean i, I think for me this whole process and and going through this is um made me realize that this is just a starting point that yes it allowed us to dive a bit deeper and have like i mean i think with with all the guests we had at least half an hour to an hour conversations um and there's there's lots of of chat that that we had that didn't necessarily make it into the to the final um podcast edits if you like um but i think one of the things that um scott mckay said when i asked him what would your advice be to anyone considering creating something like what they approached as well um or a sort of um focal point for designing their city and he talked a lot about the community um and about engaging the community in the first instance and bringing people together and i think 
if we are to do something meaningful in Dundee and and to to bring something together um, that becomes that creative focal point, then we need to start with with a broader demographic, a, a broader range of people in the city who are looking for space, and to start more conversations around that on a on a regular basis. There is a challenge there in that you know. Well, I think that we you know, we could be looking at multiple different creative spaces because I think when you start to speak to a wider community, there will be a whole spectrum of different needs. And it kind of brings it back to maybe what we were chatting about in episode three, which is about who you're doing it for and, you know, not being everything to everybody, I guess, essentially. So so it's it's actually about it's about that 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 infrastructure that allows all those multiple different needs to be met, essentially. Um, which kind of takes it more down the sort of Baltic creative chat where we were talking about that more infrastructurally, how you set up something like that, which, you know, because Baltic creative in the Baltic Triangle is a lot of different places. There's a lot of different spaces within that. It's not just, we're not just talking about one uh, space um, and that, that they will have different, they will, you know, they have street level stuff that's shops, um, they've been converted into spaces. They have bigger warehouse spaces that have been turned into uh, studios and um, other other uses. So it's like, how do you know? Maybe, maybe we're kind of looking at it from that a little bit as well, and how we um, set that, that infrastructure in place. You know, how do we how do we change that property model around so that we can start to think about you know how we create system for for providing space and having these discussions with lots of different creatives yeah i think there's, there's two two things in that two key points um one is the the vision that mark talked about and the other is the the, the sort of property structure and i think the the vision comes from those conversations that you have with the community and say what do you want what do you want your city to look like what does the future look like for you and how do we make that happen in a way that is joined up and that meets everyone's needs and that also makes economic development perk up their ears and want to get involved in this because it has a real significant potential impact and i think is is getting to that point where we have that this is what we want and knowing exactly what we want and put it in black and white um to the point at which you have a business plan essentially i guess what we're saying is like you, you know we need to kind of cast that net really wide and and look at look at who's out there who's interested in in being part of a journey of going through and creating this this the this vision this plan for how we create a better system for providing design space creative space and then probably find the key people within that wider group to kind of form a, a smaller group from you know like a, a board or a structure that, that that can kind of start to to uh, have an impact on on uh, progressing that I, I guess yeah you need those people who are committed to taking that forward um and obviously that there's going to be a significant amount of work involved in that. So, I mean, ideally you find um, some funding to help develop that that work um, and support that, that work in order for it to happen um, quickly and efficiently. Um, and I think, good, so going back to the second aspect of what you were talking about earlier, um, the, 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 the structure of it 
um, and I think we've, I suppose we've discussed a few different types of structure, and I'm still not entirely sold on on one approach over another. Um, I think there, again, there's still further research that needs to be done to to work out what is the best approach and what's the most viable. Um, but I think what has become really clear from the podcast is that um, there needs to be a layer of separation, almost like a layer of protection, um, when it comes to property. And I think. Um, you have the, the the sort of the creatives, the practitioners, the people who are, who want to have the space and do what they do, and they don't want the headaches that come with property. Um, so there needs to be a layer involved in that to to give that separation, to take the stress and the strain out of it, to facilitate the space, and to ensure that there's a a model there long term. Now whether that layer is a, a, a essentially a, a newly formed property company that, that facilitates buying buildings or whether that's a community interest company that works with local authority to secure properties or works with um, landlords to to make really good connections and to, to get favourable deals there. Um, there's lots of ways in which that could work, but I feel like that, that, that layer needs to exist in some sense. I think with that backing, though, from a local authority that, that kind of really does sort of market the city on design but you know we would be able to actually really believe that we you know the creative industries and design is taken seriously and i think that's something that everybody's looking for really it's this 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 kind of belief that our city will support the creative and design communities they'll understand the economic value of them and how important they are to to the future of the city to solving a lot of problems to to developing a much better and much more integrated community uh, across across the city and also attracting people to come here and set up and sustain small-scale creative businesses i mean mm. i'd absolutely love that if dundee could become known as that place to go because i mean at the moment we know that cost of living is although it is skyrocketing like everywhere else it is slightly lower than the bigger cities in in scotland um but a lot of the other conditions that you need to set up a creative business we aren't addressing or looking at and, and obviously we're looking at space in particular that we, we really need to to address yeah and i think it's an approach to risk isn't it ultimately and it's like we need to be more about a city that can that has a, a much healthier approach to risk than than other cities do in order to capitalize on new ideas and new new methods of doing things to grow new businesses and grow ultimately new new economic uh, avenues for the city you know I, I think that ultimately if we are going to have any chance of doing something like this then we have to start by looking at who is out there who's already doing good things who who are the people who are already trying to 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 move this conversation along as well and i think it's about it's about identifying them joining up, connecting those people together, bringing them together, and then trying to help shape a vision out of that, looking at the gaps that might be created from that, figuring out where they can be filled, and then and then trying to drive forward a sort of cohesive plan for, for that, 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 that new identity of Dundee as a, as a city of design. Yeah, because I think if we, if we don't do that and if we don't come together, then everyone will continue working away with their heads down in their own spaces making it work coming across the same problems but not being able to address them because of all the issues we've identified but because we're not doing it 
at a city scale um as a as a creative community as a whole and that's where the the power and the potential really is and i think from what we saw from the the, the failings of the westward works um project was that yes you need this big ambition but you need to start small and start from where you are understand where you are and build from there towards the vision don't try and be all things to all people right from the off I yeah. suppose. prove the value and develop on it and 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 grow from there uh, you know it it's um and i think we said this i think i said this earlier on in one of the other episodes but ultimately as well local authorities are there to to provide for the needs of the people in the city and you need to kind of prove the point that there is a massive need for something that needs to be looked at and i think pulling together those people trying to create a group of out of that that can that can speak louder about those issues is probably a good starting point and then with all the knowledge that we kind of gained from all of these episodes and all the people we find they're probably really useful interesting models within this that would be relevant to dundee going forward it's just working out how do we do it how does it work for our community you know and and how does our local authority get behind that as well and help to drive that on and make it happen that probably kind of brings us to the end of the journey for this a little bit but we haven't really reached a proper ending i don't think we've kind of we've kind of understood what happens out there why things haven't worked i think we've got a clearer idea of what we shouldn't be getting ourselves into and probably a clearer idea of maybe how to start stepping forward on the next step of this but it's not a simple straightforward path and i think there's a lot of work to be done um and i think you know maybe we came into this podcast slightly lightheartedly um you know we had a bit of a problem you know we had people coming to us and asking us these questions and we thought how do we kind of investigate this a little bit more but we've probably come out the other end of this with a much more challenging sort of process ahead of us more than we maybe expected we were going to have coming out of this i think we've realized that it's it's not straightforward yeah i mean we've we've certainly not come to a this is what we do now in order to solve all our problems and i think that i mean it, it, it's such a complex problem with so many facets to it and so many stakeholders within it that that have needs that that aren't being met currently that um i think we were maybe naive to think that that we would just solve it all by doing six podcast episodes um but i think there have been real significant learnings that we can take forward and there are real tangible steps that we could now take um in order to to sort of move this forward and start looking to to work out or to start that process to work out well, well what is it that the city needs and that the creative community needs in order to get to a place where space is no longer an issue or is much less of an issue and that there are opportunities and there are there is availability for creatives within the city but also for people coming in from from outside to to come and set up um their own creative practice so obviously we've covered a lot of 
sort of grounding points in this podcast but we'd love to continue the the conversation um with anyone who's listening so i mean if, if you do have any insights or anything to add to this um then please uh drop us a tweet or a message on instagram it's at agency of none and you can use the hashtag no space for design okay um well i guess you know thanks thanks to everybody who's contributed to this season um there's been a lot of different voices that we've brought into this conversation and you know i think thank you for everyone that took the time to do that it's you know not been easy to to sort of always facilitate space uh, to to have that happen and um, i guess all that remains for this season is that i i've been lyle bruce and I've been Ryan McLeod. <laughs> we are we are Agency Nun, uh, a design studio in Dundee. And this has been the No Opinion Podcast, Season 2, No Space for Design. And hopefully you will join us again in Season 3 and we'll talk about something completely different.